0: Hey, good morning everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Brew with Memly for another classic uh, where I give a little bit more background about the coffee and a simple recipe and here we're gonna dive into um, the micro lot we are currently offering which is from Finca Las Quebradas and uh, the producer Maria Rivera uh, in El Salvador. So why did we uh, first take that coffee? Um, the first reason is really uh, for me to have a coffee that can be enjoyed with many uh, devices and at any time of the day. This coffee is probably the most unique one um, by, his, um, by the way we, we sourced it, but also in terms of flavor. The way you push it, you can have a more juicier one or more caramelized and, 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 and uh, kind of uh, bolder, uh, bolder flavors. But a little bit about the, uh, the farm um, where we really partnered up with uh, Cafe Imports who had a, uh, a location there in Chalatenango, which is a region of El Salvador. And they really cupped every single, almost every single farm in that region to really get the most transparent uh, coffee ever. As a matter of fact, you see, uh, before, now we all know that arabica by itself doesn't really mean anything because it can be from ethiopia or from colombia and it's changed the entire taste and even from colombia now you have different region with different taste. but if you really want to go further you realize that within a same farm, certain form, certain, um, certain virtues of arabica display different characters like the classic katura is really that very sweet chocolatey and burnt sugar note. Um, Hair looms are more in the, into that floral stone fruit and uh and lemony um lemony flavors. Uh, you have the geishas who are very very like tropical fruits and, and floral and very sweet. Uh you have what else the bourbon, which, which can be very sweet but also a little bit savory. Um so In some cases, and we will see in the next episode, where we have our coffee from Guatemala, which is uh, from a single farm, but uh, different different kind of varieties, it can really complement each other. It's almost like a blend versus single origin, right? In a blend, you're mixing, um, let's say, Colombia and Ethiopia. Well, uh, in the farm, even if if it's a single origin, they may be mixing Catura and Castillo in Colombia. To get you that farm from Finca, blah, blah, blah. Well, now we really have a macro lot. What does it mean? It means that we only uh, took the, the, the cherries and, and uh, processed them separately to get only that variety. And this variety is Pacamara. So, to do so, it requires a lot of hand sorting and bagging to allow more quality control. And that's why we pa- de- package it in the smaller bags. Because Maria Rivera owns uh, that, it's a kind of few hectares farm, um, Las Quebaras, where she grows pacamara. And it's, it's grown under shade tree. Why? Because, well, due to the global warming um, over the last 10 years, the quality, uh, kind of the, 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 the increasing temperature uh, resulted in a slight slight decrease in quality sometimes and uh, that's mostly due to the global warming and so to uh, compensate that using shade trees can often uh, really um, preserve the, the best of, uh, of the coffee and so she had about 2,800 trees um, and they really pick it by hand super super ripe so after harvesting the coffee is depoped the same day and ferment it for about like half a day, like 12 or 14 hours. It is then washed twice, a little bit like the um, like the uh, the washed uh, Ethiopian we have, and then they dry it for 18 to 22 days. And so, uh, well, first and foremost, uh, this is 100% own a uh, woman-owned farm, which which will really make this coffee uh, even more unique because. Um, we have more and more women-owned uh, cooperative and farm in the coffee industry and it's been resulted with um, a huge increase in the community and an impact in the country. And second of all, the Pakamara. So Pakamara is, um, is a, just imagine the children or oh, how, how can I, can I call that, that? Yeah, The children between a Paka uh, and Maragogipe, which are two very large beans. And so the pacamara is super super large. It's a very very chubby beans, chubby bean, but not that dense either. so it's a it's a kind of very hard to roast. Uh, why? because um larger stuff needs more cooking right if you um if you cut if you if you're cooking or baking uh, fries, right uh, if you chop them very uh, finely it will be quicker to, uh, to bake or cook, but if you bake the entire potato, it will take a little bit longer and you require more energy to kind of cook the inside. So you have to, t- to take that into consideration when it comes to uh, larger beans. But also the density. Here the density is not that high, and the, the moisture level is not that high. So if you apply a lot of heat, you may burn the coffee on the outside. So it's really, really delicate. so what we did um in order to compensate for that, we actually reduce reduce our uh, bite size by about 10 15 percent to allow more air circulating inside because mm, I believe in a drum, the bite size we will pick the bite size based on the um on the size of the beans because we want the equal amount of air circulating. Uh, in the drum, allowing for both the convection um, air, but also because at certain points, your airflow also cools down uh, your roast. So, in order to have consistency, uh, we really uh, kind of check out the volume of the beans in the drum. And I just divide it by the total volume, it's a little mathematical formula, and kind of find the batch by its best batch size. Uh, and I run it up, like, I don't, if, if, it's, uh, if it's 9.2 kg, I'll do 9, uh, that's just just for my own um, kind of calculation. But anyway, um, and for that one, we um, we really stretched the coffee in order to make sure we, um, we re-roast uh, the inside and have a very, very uh, great development time. Uh, so, uh, so here the duration uh, for this roast is between ten minutes and ten minutes and twenty seconds. Um, ten minutes will be more uh, our filter roast, and ten minutes and twenty seconds the our espresso roast. The only difference between um, between our filter and espresso for that coffee it's really the development time at the end and the end temperature. So, uh, the development time is the time referred after that first crack, which for us happened about about eight minutes and 25, eight minutes and 30 seconds. Once again, plus minus 10 seconds, won't really uh, affect uh, the taste. And, uh, and we develop for one minute and 45 seconds for our, for our filter and two minutes for our espresso, which is still, if you look at the coffee, uh, a light to medium um, cup. And that's, why, that's because we don't want to really, especially for those coffees, um, have too much of a roaster's uh, note in it. We really want to preserve what um, Maria has produced. Uh, because this coffee, for me, it's really the best of both worlds. You can brew it uh, in your V60 drip and quicker, and you'll get those very apple and grapefruit juiciness. And if you take it in a Calida in a or flatbed, AeroPress, French Press, you'll get a very round, Serape, uh chocolate and caramel very very sweet coffee so that's really the reason why we uh we picked that uh, that coffee All the information it grows at 1500 meters above sea level it's this year's harvest so it's february 2020 so it's uh super fresh and, uh and we will also will also always um monitor the moisture level to see how it uh how it evolves all the time. It it's it's super also uh, high quality beans, so it's a strictly high grown. But in terms of defects, we only have some withered beans and some cut beans, so not much um, not much green defect, which makes this coffee to dial in quite easy, to be honest. Uh, but that level of transparency makes also that coffee more expensive because you see instead of harvesting all the trees in the, uh, in the farm, the pickers are told to only focus on the pacamara lot and making sure it's ripe and then they, they sort them, they um, depop them uh, and wash them twice before drying them for a longer time. So here once again, a cla- I'm going to use a classic recipe. It's not the recipe I, I i put on the um on the card usually i like using a, a flatbed whether it's a um, kind of mocha master or Kalida, um because it offers a lot of complexity meaning that you have a lot of uh, flavors and taste but here i'm just going to use for this kind of classic series that we're doing the same one the v60 and I'm going for uh, a medium size, uh, 18, 18 grams in, 300 milliliters. Right. So medium, uh, kind of like 20 on, on your Baratang core. Over well, here I'm, I'm grinding manually on my comandante. It's about um, 30 clicks. And the reason is that here, I just uh, I just want a little bit more of the fruitiness and juiciness um, in that coffee. Um, I drink that one morning and, and afternoon. And in the morning, I, I mostly do it on a flatbed or on AeroPress to really get that sweet. It's super, super sweet. And that's also the particularity of the Pacamara. It is... It's a good Pacamara. Uh, well roasted show should have a very very high uh, sweet notes uh, when you compare it with other washed coffee. And if you want to go for the sweetest of the sweetest then uh, a natural pacamara or a honey pacamara uh, will bring even more sweetness uh, to your cup. So we have some natural processes of course uh, but here uh, when something is already sweet as it is, I like bringing complexity and, and balance. I think um, balance is really what we are um, looking for uh, this year. And the most important thing also, consistency. So we, we invested in, in um, control material, quality control material, to check the green beans, the size, the densities, the moisture, etc, etc, to make sure that um, we, uh, we preserve uh, the best of our green coffee. Because believe me, once the green coffee is good, it is not too hard to, uh, to roast. Especially with the difference of, of temperatures and um, environmental condition here in Texas. The hottest thing is not the temperatures, I would say, but more the humidity. Alright, because with the humidity, when you're heating up when you want to cook something, you're also cooking the air. That kind of messed up with the entire uh, thermal transfer. Alright, and so the first one you you grind it, the smell is really, it's almost like a candy apple. And quite intense and you can tell um like now I can I can I can smell because I smell a lot of things for work right but by only by only smelling the dry aroma I already know that uh, it's a great coffee all right so I'm doing the classic bloom now my 60 grams once again, mixing with my spoon. Don't do that, but I like it. For me, I feel like even if I spin uh, to make sure that all the wets are ground, it's not that homogeneous. So two options for that, either use a spoon like me or pour higher. When you pour higher, you create more turbulences and the ground in the bottom kind of float back on the surface. And that creates a nice nice mix. On my filter for this one, I used a Sibarist Fast Filter. I will do a review soon about all those, those craziness about all those filters. And if it's, really, um, if it's really worth it. It has an effect, of course, in the, uh, in the flow. Once again, regardless of the grind size or all the um, how should I say the grinder you have, try not to have clogging. I think it's it's my coffee pet peeve. It's clogging when the when it's dripping at the end very slowly, and you see that the you feel that the coffee is struggling sort of to um, to go through. Well, a little bit fast on that one to the right. Let's see. another tip is also um, smelling uh, smelling how, when you're, uh, you're brewing. And I think it's a tip learning you know from my family with always smelling as you brew it, especially on immersion style. Uh, like french press, air press, turkish coffee, siphon when you smell you can really have a good representation of the coffee and when to stop it um, so that's why I like, I like, I like smelling, um, smelling the coffees as it gets here we, here we go we're done on 2 minutes and 27 seconds a little bit faster that's fine, it's not that fast once again, I have back my rule of thumb of plus minus 10-15 seconds in, uh, in, in filter brewing or in roasting, which doesn't really impact. I mean, I try to do a triangulation between a roast that ended at 9.50 and one at 10 minutes, and honestly, it's super hard to, to guess. I guess 2 out of 8, and I think it's just luck. Hmm. It it smells almost like um, you have a a juice with added sugar. It is super super caramelly. Mm, delicious. This is almost um, it's, it's, it's very uh, very juicy and very sweet, and it's something you can really uh, you can really enjoy as it, as it is. Uh, and an espresso, um, it mix super well with milk. So I hope you have uh, learned something today as well about the, our micro lot from El um, Salvador. We always have a great coffee from El Salvador every year. And this year, um, we work with um, Maria Vibreas from uh, Finca Las Quebradas, uh, where... I'm always amazed by uh, by the quality of the Pacamara's uh, source there, in this region, and um, and you can be sure that we will always uh, seek for um, for those in the future. Once we have more, I would say volume, now um, we're very interested to have the same farm, same coffee, same varieties, but different processes or different uh, varieties from the same farm. But stay tuned. Um, we may grow faster than expected. Uh, Thank you very much and uh, talk to you next time.